Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast. Thank you so much for being here again for yet another week. Last week, I spoke a little bit about terminations, especially with how we approach them as people managers or HR partners. Anyway, I wanted to first start with the ground rules for terminations. One, do your due diligence. If you are a manager or if you're an HR partner, do your due diligence. If it's an investigation, Make sure you investigate fairly and investigate anyone necessary. Don't investigate just everybody because then you will lose credibility with the emphasis on confidentiality, but you should investigate or really when I say investigate in this context, it's kind of like interviewing or speaking with employees who are an an integral or critical part of the investigation. Two, Make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row. Get all of your facts down, have all of your anticipated questions answered. And obviously as you, this is going to sound terrible, but as you do more of these or have more of these conversations, you'll get used to it and you won't have to do as much prep and you'll know what the answers are, for example. But yes, have all of your ducks in a row. Don't get caught not knowing what you're talking about. That is like a recipe for disaster. Now on the, on a different note, if you don't know the answer to something and you've already done your prep, that's okay. Just acknowledge, Hey, I don't have the answer for you right now. Let me get that for you. And I'll come back to you. Not knowing everything is a fully normal and appropriate characteristic. Like we cannot possibly know every single thing. So you should feel empowered and confident enough to say, actually, I don't know the answer to your question. Let me come back to you. And finally, think about the human element. You're talking to, you're terminating, you're speaking with a person, a human being, a living, breathing, emotional being. Don't go in there fired up, ready to be a jerk. Now I will say I have gotten fired up in the middle of terminations, or I have been fired up to have a termination because someone has earned their termination so much because of something that they did that was really bad that I'm like, oh, I am ready to go. But I never lose sight of who I'm speaking with. So all of those emotions, and I don't want to call them like moments of excitement because we should never be excited to terminate someone. But I'll be frank, when you have an employee who is problematic or who has done something that is vile, and I've been there, you are excited for them to leave. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that within a safe space and within, you know, within reason. But, you know, don't, don't make them aware that you're excited to have the conversation or that you're looking forward to not having this problem anymore. I'll, I'll break that down. I don't want you to think I'm just like a jerk that thinks that it's exciting to terminate people at all, let alone people who have earned their terminations. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there are problematic people who we do look forward to moving through 
because they are that problematic. So you have the ground rules, you know what's at stake, what's next? Well, for me as an HR person, I like to prep new managers or people who are new in their role so that they know exactly how to walk into that conversation. And fortunately, I work for a company where our core values are to be kind and humble and they're very familial. So I rarely, I don't know if I've ever, at least not in the last couple of years, had to say to someone, you need to approach this from a kind place. I don't think I've ever had to do that in my my current company. But in my past life, I definitely did. Um, and so if you're in a position where you are working with or a partner to a people manager who is maybe a little bit absent of the emotional intelligence, let's say, you should prep them on how to actually conduct that conversation. If you are the people manager and someone is prepping you, don't be offended. That's okay. The prep is part of the development and part of the learning moment. So take it and run with it. And actually, I think everyone approaches things a little bit differently and that's okay. But again, keep those ground rules in mind and always remember that we should lead with kindness first and still maintain our directness and clarity. Another thing, and I realize I didn't say this before, You should, if you are the manager in this scenario, you should always, always make sure that you are taking a partner before you terminate. If you are in a smaller industry or in like a mom and pop kind of business, you're probably not going to have to take as many steps because you are the judge and the jury. But if you have an HR function, you absolutely need to make sure that you partner first because every termination opens up the company for legal risk. It's just a fact. And It's not to say that when you terminate someone, you're going to get sued. Absolutely not. There's, I I would say that nine out of 10 terminations are very, very cut and dry and would have no grounds to stand on if there were any legal pursuance. And it's not to say that every termination would lead to someone saying, oh, I'm going to sue the company. Definitely not. But from a consistency, fairness, and legal standpoint, The partnership is critical. So keep your HR partners close. If there's only one HR person in your company, or maybe there isn't an HR person in your company at all, run it by someone who's a trusted partner. So let's say you don't have an HR function in your business. You should then partner with your supervisor or whomever is in a a role that looks at the organization on a global level. And I say that because the consistency in terminations is really, really, really important. The consistency and accountability is really important because if you don't treat person X the same as you treat person Y, you're then doubling down on your legal risk. Not only are you not being consistent in the way that you hold those people accountable, but you're also not considering how that could look discriminatory. So always make sure that you're taking a partner and looking at what is consistently done. So for example, behavioral issues, harassment, retaliation, those things are pretty much always an immediate termination in most companies, right? Like they're all violations of policy in some way. Behavior, maybe it's a little bit more gray. So if we think about just violation of policy, harassment, retaliation, those things are cut and dry for the most part. So I want to share a story 
it's it's a true story from when I was at Target. There was a manager in my store who took it upon themselves to terminate an employee because that manager felt like the employee was not doing a good job. That manager did not first get approval from me. The manager did not have any corrective actions on file for the employee. And the manager basically did not follow our policies and protocols for how we evaluate someone's readiness for being managed out or terminated. And basically in Target, you always had to have a healthy amount of corrective actions to show that you've really done the work to manage this employee's performance, to improve their performance. But especially when it comes down to performance and productivity, those things are much more gray. So you need documentation to really support the reason for your termination of that employee. So again, the person, the manager did not get the approval from me. So when I found out that the person was terminated, I was like, whoa, buddy, what's going on here? Why are you terminating an employee? And like, why are you not running this by me? Like, this is not your role. Your role is to make sure that you are holding employees consistently accountable. Yes, holding them accountable, but fairly and consistently. And the manager was like, what do you mean? I don't know. I'm running, I'm running the show. Like, this is my, my part of the business. And I was like, that's great. But every person in this building is part of my business. And we have to, we've got to solve this problem now. So we have someone who has been wrongfully terminated at this point. Like, are you going to bear that burden? Because you didn't get approval. So now all of that is on you. Like, is that really what you want? And this manager was new in role, but really needed to kind of be like smacked over the head with this information. And that's okay. I actually had a very, very strong working relationship with this manager Um, And so being that direct and being like, whoa, what is going on was totally appropriate for the working relationship that we had. What ended up happening is I had to partner with my HR partner because this now was inconsistency that I needed to flag. And my recommendation was actually to reinstate that person and basically to say, listen, we made a mistake, you know. This person like didn't mean to uh, terminate you. We're really sorry for the confusion. Here's what we need from you. And to actually use that a level, as a level setting moment. And it ended up being totally fine. We moved forward with my recommendation. My partner agreed with me. We reinstated the person. And that person ended up working with us for a pretty long time. And everything was fine. And then they found like a full-time job. And that was it. In Some situations, I think there are employers who would prefer not to admit guilt and would rather just cut their losses and say, okay, whatever, you made a mistake, like we're not going to reinstate that person. But actually, I share this story because I think that there is something important about businesses owning their actions and mistakes. And whether it's a business or an individual manager, it's a big part of the learning lesson that comes with being a manager and living through these experiences. So I share that because while it was a mistake that the manager made, it also was like a totally active decision. That manager knew exactly what was that. That manager terminated that person because they were frustrated with their performance and that was it. The manager just sent the employee home, no questions asked. And so I used that opportunity after we reinstated the employee to 
say to the manager, like, listen, you're talking about a human being. Could you imagine if you were terminated on the spot and your manager had never had a performance conversation with you? How would you feel? I bet you would feel like crap because I certainly would. And that manager was like, you know, I didn't think about it that way. I just like wanted my process to move smoothly and I didn't want to have any loose ends. And of course, I understand that. I'm an HR partner. I get it. My role in the business is to support the business and the people. But I also care about managers having the most productive people in their process. But you can't treat those people like a process. You have to treat people like people. So that's my anecdote. Another thing that I wanted to share is something that inspired me. So today I actually connected with a CEO of a business. So it's actually his own business and I'm going to have him on the show in a future episode. And he was sharing with me that his philosophy um, as a business leader is to focus on people behind the process. And that, and that's in super layman's terms. And as part of his brand, as part of his company's mission, he spends a lot of time talking about people and performance and productivity and be, being an agile member of a culture and creating agile cultures and all of these things. And I'm telling you, when he is on this podcast, I think you are going to love him. But he basically said, people don't see, meaning managers struggle to see that people are part of the solution. For example, he was saying to me that companies and managers all have the same worries and concerns and focuses for improvement. And it's all about people, whether it's turnover or culture or whatever is is people focused, right? But when a manager talks about a solution to those objectives, they're leaving out the people behind that solution. I thought that that was so insightful because it's true. I've heard a lot of conversation from HR people around process and how processes need to be more efficient, more streamlined in order to improve the people function. But actually, I think it's the inverse. It's the people who are going to streamline and make the process efficient. The process can't be streamlined and efficient if the people aren't provided the right training, given the right opportunities, right, the right fit for the role, happy in their roles, engaged. It all comes down to people. We can't put the cart before the horse. So it's interesting because I've heard a lot of conversation about this, how people-centric organizations or people-centric businesses have a process and how the process is the key and the technology is the key. But I don't think it's the key. The key is what makes those things work. The key is the people. We're talking about people-centric, right? What does that mean? People are at the center. So if you have a process that's broken, you need to look at your people. And it's not to say that those people need to be terminated, but it is to say that people have to be the, the biggest part of the solution. So anyway, getting back to terminations, my best advice 
to every manager or HR person is to think about terminations in a legal perspective or through a legal lens, through a human lens, and through a lens of fairness and consistency. I also think that as HR managers and as people become more seasoned and experienced in their careers, there will be less of this threat of lawsuit with every termination. Like I've found that in the beginning stages of my career, I used to think that every time I fired someone, that they would come back and sue the company. And that is pretty petrifying when you think about it. And certainly people sue and that's okay. That is why you have to do your due diligence and making sure that you have documentation, making sure that you're consistent and that you're fair. But people also need to be held accountable and you can't shy away from that. Someone recently emailed me saying or citing a lot of words that normally are like red flag words. And in reality, there's no reason for concern. This person was being a little advantageous. As an HR person, I can go one of two ways. Either I bend the policy and I bend things to smooth things over and appease the person, or I stand firm in the policies, make sure that they're accountable to the policies, and allow them to ask questions if they have any. And the latter is the best position that you can take when it comes to being fair and consistent. I have seen a lot of managers struggle, especially when they're new in their roles, struggle with maintaining control over their work environment. And I say this because it makes me think about how we can prevent performance, behavior, or policy issues. All of the terminations that happen, again, people earn those terminations. I'm not thinking about or talking about layoffs or positional eliminations because those are outside of an individual's control. But every other termination is completely earned. That person worked hard to be terminated. Or they did absolutely nothing and therefore worked very hard to be terminated. Because I think it's pretty easy, actually, to stay employed when you are doing your job, like just fundamentally doing your job, coming to work with a positive attitude and a team mentality, right? Like if we can boil it down to three things, doing your job, coming to work with a positive attitude and being a team player, those three things, if you come to work every day with those three things, you're probably going to be able to stay away from being terminated. I don't want to speak for everybody, but that is my feeling. That's my feeling. But A big part of terminations is like thinking about how could we set up employees for preventing this from happening. What I've seen throughout my career is that terminations happen because they are earned, of course, excluding layoffs and position eliminations. But when they are earned, they are often earned by people who were not the right fit to begin with, who shouldn't have been hired is really what I'm trying to get out there or who are in work environments where things that shouldn't be tolerated are tolerated. And that is obviously a reflection on the manager. And I have seen this time and time again where managers who are not the right fit or shouldn't have been hired in the first place or whatever the situation is, don't have control over their work environment, over their store, over their business, over their district, whatever 
the industry is. And problems persist in those environments where poor behavior is tolerated, bad things happen. Where people don't care about each other, they're not working as a team, bad things happen. Things are just never good in those environments. And it takes a manager who's really going to step in, hold everyone accountable and level set what's tolerable to actually make a change. And I have always seen that in these environments where there are people issues, or as we call it in HR, employee relations issues, it's the manager most often who is struggling. And if we can get the manager piece right, the other stuff falls into place. For example, one time in my career, there was a manager who was perceived to be really strong. But once we put a new manager supervising that person into the environment, we started to uncover some really bad behaviors, really poor performance. And we started peeling back the layers, peeling back the layers. And we're, we uncovered in that moment that that manager actually was not doing their job was not coming to work with a positive attitude and was not a team player on top of finding out that there were issues of retaliation. And like, even though this was a while ago, these things still happen. Like this is not a rare occurrence when it comes to a business because businesses have people working for them and where there are people, there's always going to be an issue. It's just part of the human condition. And so obviously we couldn't tolerate the behaviors from that, that manager. And so we needed to, you know, part ways. But what we realized is that we needed to get someone who could really step in, elevate the morale, bring people back to the foundational elements of the business and get it right. Because at that point, so much trust has been lost from the employees on part of the company and the manager. When someone is a bad fit, that can impact the organization for years. I have experienced it myself where someone in a significant and critical position was absolutely the wrong fit. And what happened was key players, including myself, felt ostracized, felt like, mm, you know what, maybe this isn't the right place for us. And so one of the roles that terminations play is actually setting an example of what is tolerable, what the right fit looks like, and what is valued at a company. So for example, if you in your company can think about someone who is rude, not a team player, doesn't do their job, and they stay actively employed, and their manager and HR and whomever knows about these issues, how is it going to feel for you if that person remains part of the team? It's not going to feel very good. So while terminations are confidential and employees who are not a part of that conversation or part of the decision making are not going to be at liberty to know what is going on behind the scenes, people know when someone is not the right fit and people know when that person is let go because of it. So I know I'm talking about a lot of things related to terminations here, but I think that terminations can be a very important part of the employment process for teams and HR people and managers. Because if you if you hired someone, for example, who is not a good fit and you see it, fail fast. 
learn that lesson quickly. If you see that someone is not a right fit one month after hiring them, don't wait that much longer. Like you give them some feedback, give them room to improve. But if they haven't, don't wait so long. You are running the risk of losing top talent as a result of hiring someone who's not top talent and not the right cultural fit and keeping them on board. But I think it still can be summed up that you should make sure you're doing your due diligence, have your documentation, be fair and consistent, and remember that these people are people. Don't treat people like objects that are replaceable and, in, and that lack value. At the end of the day, when you terminate someone, the way you terminate them can matter a lot in how they receive your message and how they go out into the world. Obviously, when people get terminated, they're going to come up with their own stories. That doesn't matter. That's fine. But they're going to have a much better response, reaction, and possibly a better outlook if you treat them like human beings with dignity and respect. I don't know. I feel like everything that happens with people or that's people-facing should be thought about in the context of how would I want it to happen to me? How would I want to be spoken to? How would I want to be treated? And again, like if you are numb to the process, if you are like totally immune to the emotional elements of someone losing their job and then thinking about how they're going to pay their bills, you might need to think about your career and if you're in the right career, especially if you're in HR, especially underline bold italicize. It's not to say that I lose sleep always over someone that I'm terminating. Sometimes I do. I'll be really frank. I have lost sleep in anticipation of a termination and after termination. And it's just because they're not easy. Terminations suck even when they're earned. But it doesn't mean that I'm devoid of the understanding of the impact. Everyone needs to understand the whys. So I'm going to send you out with one last hot take, and that is that you're going to have to terminate people. If you're a manager, you're going to terminate probably a lot of people throughout your career. Just don't lose your compassion and consideration as you go through those experiences, because the better you can hold on to your compassion and consideration, the better the manager you're going to be and the better the manager you're going to become, because it's going to make you approachable. It's going to keep you humble, and it's going to remind you that you potentially could be in their situation and you would want the same consideration. As always, thank you so much for joining me for another week of the podcast. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram at HRTracy, Clubhouse at HRTracy. You can get linked to all of my events and everything on my Instagram. Thank you so much. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening and share it with someone who might like to hear it. Thank you so much. See you next week.